Back in 2018, I got the privilege of uh, sharing a stage at a conference down in Florida with this guy and Taran Ellis. It is an absolute privilege to have him here today. And there, there is no here. I literally reached out to him and said, hey, I'm on this D&I journey. And I'd just love to bounce some thoughts off you and get your input on uh, something that I've just been writing because I need help. And so I jumped onto this Zoom call here today, just a Zoom call. Halfway through, I'm like, I should be recording this. There's some rich gems here. So I hit record, the end of the conversation. I'm just putting a front load on this now. And uh, so you're about to hear a cool input, insight, wisdom from Torin Ellis. You can find him at torinellis.com. Wasn't the intention, but beauty came from this time and rich things for me. I'm more enriched today just from this half hour. Uh, if he gives you some of his time, hit record at the beginning because you're going to miss if you don't. So, Torrin, thank you for the conversation we've just had. Uh, for those listening right now or watching right now, the conversation that you're about to watch. So, I just think that, you know, we are at a very unique point in life, in history. And, and, and I just feel like if, in fact, people are genuine, if they are really dialed into what they say is important, mm. then they will be contributors. They will be authors of a new history. They will be people mm. who 50 years from now will look back and say, this is what we did in COVID. Yes, we were going through COVID and the cat catastrophe that that brought on mm. us, but wow, what a different arc we we were able to help narrate and to explore. Yeah. And so I just think that more of us need to be in included in that, that journey, man. We just yeah. need more people in, around. And I asked about location for a reason, because I thought of you being where you said, Wisconsin, I yeah. said, Michigan, Wisconsin. And so I think that even, even though we are 80 strong, distributed in various cities around the country, small, medium, and large, some alpha yeah. cities, Bravo cities. Yeah. I think that those individuals on your team, the ones that really are committed to this work, they will begin to go out and establish relationships with community organizations. Yeah. Academic institutions that are in their geographic footprint. Yeah. They will establish relationships with some of the larger churches, maybe mid-sized churches in the community. Yeah. They will do that, you know, because it's just going to become natural for them. We, I just firmly believe, Jonathan, we have, we have spent too long hiding behind phrases that have become familiar, the war for talent. Yeah. We've been saying that since 1998, 96, something like that. So you're talking 20 something years of using that as a reason why it's hard for us to build high performing teams versus saying, listen, client so-and-so or client X, we'll be on your search, you know, expeditiously like we always would be, but we really need you 
to carve out some patience and space for us to help you create a different program, a different pipeline, mm -hmm. because we have this great opportunity, collaboration partner, strategic partner, um, field of dreams, as they would say, we got something over here. We think we can nurture, but we need your help doing it. And, and, and oh, by the way, we don't want just you and I to do it. We'll even yeah. take some of your competitors, some of the complementary organizations in the city, and we all are working towards, let's oh, nurture the talent that we want. Yeah. Let's nurture, let's spend some time really showing the community that we we care more than about our bottom line. So I don't want to hide like that conversation, but I just feel like, you know, and you are so uniquely positioned. Like think about some of these organizations, some of these uh, agencies, you know, where all of their people are in one place or maybe in one geographic region. Hmm. So their potency is there, yeah. which is fine. There's yeah, nothing totally. wrong with their potency being right there. But 80 people? strategically dispersed right yeah no it's it's good I, I think that's one of the kind of our dni journey this whole this whole deal of kind of where our people are at we want to we want to connect with the community where we're at but we're 100 percent remote so it's a little bit odd our client base is we have 800 clients uh around the united oh. states and they're all in these different communities but we want to we want to uh be representative and how to serve them best they are diverse themselves. So our client base is very diverse from industry, from all uh, manners and means of diversity. And we wanna make sure that we're reflective and serving them well and supporting that welcome and inclusion. All of, it is exciting to us, um, but saying this is the le least diverse we'll ever be, we're on a journey, the journey starts today, tomorrow we wake up, the journey starts today. It's almost like there's this new journey all the time, this freshness, aliveness of, ready what is in store for us today of welcoming diverse thought and perspective and how do i look for that and then the other perspective from from my angle is you can't outsource um outsource diversity you can't say oh cool here's a checkbox here's our department that handles that like it's accounting or something it's got to be a cultural piece of a value of people uh and we just not talked about it at titus enough and uh we've not talked about it at titus at all uh, that's honest. And so we, we just, we're now saying, okay, now we're not entering the conversation. We're starting our journey one foot, then the next foot, then the next foot and being um, with a posture of humility of, I don't know, which is scary. It's scary because Ooh, I just, I think it's just scary. Uh, scary saying, I don't know. And it's welcoming of, um, lots of people's opinions on it <laughs> but i guess that's that's part of the journey welcoming people's opinions but we went through this during covid like stop let's respond to this let's reimagine a bit who we're going to be in the future and then let's rebound together uh and part of our reimagining is not who we are our values remain the same we're not going to give up on our values or change our values but we are a desperate need for a diverse thought and perspective in our team. Um, and so that's the kind of the journey that we're on. And I'm on a quest for input. I'm on a quest for voices. I'm on a quest for look at my own circles as a CEO. Um, who is in my home on a Friday night that thinks 
differently than me. Their perspective of life is different. And am I looking for the difference because it's going to shape me and make me better, a better whole person. And, uh, which I think that's the hardest part of, if my wife and I said, Oh, you know, who would be a great couple to go on vacation with that couple. Why? Oh, we're both foodies. We like going to the same places. We think the similar. There's, we're not going to be fighting about stuff from different perspectives. We're just on the same page. It's easy. They're a nice couple to go on vacation with. It just feels like to me, like the diversity, equity, and inclusion, this whole thing. Yeah, you know what? They are the complete opposite of me. We should go on vacation. Oh, gosh, that'll be hard, huh? It's going to be more work. And so this the journey of work because you have to slow down to be, embrace something that's different by thought and perspective. And, and that is absolutely a bit of a trade-off. You know, when we think about it using the example you just used, be it the home on a Friday evening, the vacation that the family may decide that they want to take, two yeah. very, very, very intimate examples. Yeah. And what I say, what I would say to that is, you know, because I don't have this conversation often. So what I would say to that in this moment, you know, I wouldn't necessarily be critical of Jonathan or a Jonathan using Jonathan as a yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a, a name for just in general. Uh-huh. I wouldn't be critical of a family if they didn't have diversity in their home on a Friday evening, or if they found that to be a bit of a challenge on a vacation. Very, very, very intimate examples yeah that proximity is different than you know working together at a team i tend to think of you know i I think back to to when i was in corporate america and we would go to the happy hour after work i'm the leader of the team i had 18 people on my team there were Mm -hmm. somewhere in the neighborhood of 500 people in the building give or take most people in the building knew who i was I don't say that braggingly. It's yep. just, it was my persona to walk around and yeah. tap people on the back of their shoulders, say what's happening. You know, hey, how you doing, Jonathan? What's going on, Sarah? You know, so I knew almost everyone in the building. Yeah. It's different on a Friday evening after work, Tuesday evening after work. Yeah. Do you go and do a happy hour only with the people on your team, whether right. it is diverse yeah. or not diverse? Do you do it where it's the people on your team and you extend the invitation to other people in the building of 500? Yeah. Do you, do you extend the invitation to the other people and tell them that they can extend it to like a plus one, invite a friend, your partner, your significant other. So I tend to think of the, the DNI as an, as a, it is a challenge, but I don't necessarily make it intimate. I don't get into a person's spiritual life where yeah. they spend time at church or yeah yeah schools yeah okay that's, that's they're, they're, they're a little bit different you know and, and again not saying that not saying that pursuing it isn't healthy i just am not as i'll use the word critical for lack of a better word yeah no i guess I'm, I'm not as critical there because that's just personal you know like i what do you think about, um, I mean, statistically, some of the best hires are internal referrals, right? So yeah. we talk about who is in your circle. Yeah. And the problem, I think, 
and my company has been true. built by internal referrals is personal circles. It's the same. We, ten, you know, five years into our company, we, we look inside. If you peer through the curtains, you go, wow, they sound the similar, sound similar. They talk the same way. They look similar. They, what is going on here? I'm like, well, they, it's the personal circles because of what your point of it, lack of, it's very intimacy and you're not going to be critical. And I appreciate that. Yeah. But there's something of this quest for me of saying, but that's how you're going to have internal referrals that are of diverse backgrounds. Yes, so see, so see, I think about that. And that's the reason why I think about it differently. You know, okay. when I'm at home and I'm kicked up with a remote control and Netflix, you know, that's my space. Yeah. I don't have to be on in that space. Yeah. But when I'm in the workplace and I want my business to be as best as it can possibly be, Mm. I don't need somebody else like me with a remote watching power right. or the same exact show. We're not yeah. necessarily growing in that regard. I'm going to actually talk about something this Sunday on my Sirius XM show. And I found an article that said, where will the next 1 billion internet users come from? And mm. so I, it caused me to pause. Like, I kind of take for granted that most people are already on the internet when in all actuality it's no. not no and so then when i looked at the top five top 10 areas countries where these new billion users are coming from my yeah. mind just started clicking like okay yeah. wait a minute so you you're you're saying that somebody could really like get a hundred thousand dollars worth of equipment and maybe set up mobile hotspots in some of these areas and now they got a million dollar biz or or we so literally my mind is moving like this but that's what diversity is about in that regard so when i think about the company and the referrals it's easier but we're not building our home life in the company we're building the company so we know that if in fact our circles are very much the same and we all sound and think alike like you just said a moment ago i always ask my i would ask the team what are we missing yeah that's we great 800 we have 800 clients now we want to be at 30 million in the how are we going to get there yeah so what are yeah we that's it yeah that's what what thought or perspective are we not think we we we're missing out on here in this group of here's in our objective way, and where we're we missing yeah and, and in many ways Jonathan there should not be an answer because <laughs> you can't speak for the individuals that are not at the table I'll flip it to flip it on the other side you're working ah. on the search you and I are working on the search we have different perspectives you're in San Diego I'm in Baltimore yeah both of us are remote. Yeah. The person that I bring in, the third person is blind. Yeah. Changes the context of the entire conversation between the three of us. Yeah. Soon as I introduce that person who's blind, soon as I introduce that individual who might be Muslim. Yeah. And they bring their perspective. So in many ways, when we ask the question, well, what are we missing to get to the $30 million? You don't know. You don't know until you bring it in. Know. Okay. Yeah, sometimes we don't know. I mean, I get it. As a leader, we got some ideas. As people part of the Titus team, we certainly have some ideas. Yeah. But ultimately, we're missing that contribution because 
there's some people not sitting at this table. And there's somebody, there's somebody that should be sitting here that probably has, I don't want to call it a silver bullet, but they got a jolt in their pocket. And once I, they drop that into the consideration, yeah, like, it's like, like all of us are on a Zoom call and once that one person drops that idea, yeah. you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yes. That's what it good. is. Good. So, so that's why I say I'm not so, I'm not critical about people's personal circle and home and church and yeah, not, not that. I'm just always focused on how do we show up in the workplace because we yeah. spend so much time in the workplace. I love it, man. So give me, uh, just from my perspective, we have clients that range from huge, huge, huge 50,000 employees. That's huge for us to companies that are 20 people. Where, where do you come most alive? I mean, you've worked with some great brands that CM Nike and Redfin and ESPN, some great, great labels to have partnered with these organizations. They brought me for my, what I, who I am, what I bring, my thought and perspective and my counsel coaching, et cetera. What, like, what's your ideal? Uh, if I was to make an introduction that you go, oh, yeah, thank you, Jonathan. That's the introduction I wanted. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, it's really about who wants to be on a different journey trajectory. Who, who wants yeah. to change the outcome as it relates to inclusion and representation? Who's willing to be honest that on Thursday, tomorrow, tomorrow is Black Women's Equal Pay Day? Did you know that? They get paid equal just tomorrow only? Did you know that? No, I did not know that. So, so the way that the way that Black Women's Equal Pay Day means is December 31st of 2019, yeah. white men made a certain amount of money. Okay. March 8th or thereabouts, white women made what they made. August 13th, black women made what white men made in December of 2019. September 8th, 9th, 10th, something yeah. like that, Latina women made what white men made the year before. That's when we say, when we say equal payday, it took that extra amount of time, March, August, September, for wow. audiences to make what white men made in the year before. That's tomorrow. So that's, when you say wow, what introduction cool. can you make, the introductions that I want are introductions where people are leading organizations and they say, we know we can do better. Yeah. We just don't necessarily know what to do. Yeah. And, and we don't know if we want to do it from a bottom up approach, which is a focus on talent acquisition, or yeah. we want to do it top down approach, which is a focus on leadership. You got leadership yeah. that is paralytic. Yeah. I, always, yeah. I tease them. I say, you know, pull that tranquilizer or pause out of your forearm. Because yeah. right now, as leaders, so many of them are sitting on pause. They just have that tranquilizer there. Yeah. And they're paralyzed. They're like, I don't know what, I don't know what to do. I don't want to make a mistake. I don't want to say the wrong thing. I don't want. Yeah. I don't know what to do first. Yeah. Those are the introductions that are optimal for me. Oh, I love introductions it. Introductions that are optimal for me are leaders who. Leaders who are not afraid to talk about the journey that they're on. Yeah. They may just be in the beginning. 
Yeah. They yeah. may have been working at this thing for the last five years and have had some successes and some failures. Yeah. I want to talk to those leaders, let them come on my Sirius XM show. So it's yeah. not always about making money for me. Yeah. It is about how do we shift the narrative around diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging? How do we change yeah. our relationship with that conversation? I yes. want a different yeah. conversation. I don't want white men to be afraid of the conversation, to be tired of the conversation, to avoid the conversation. Mm. I don't want black men to be afraid of the conversation, to be tired of the conversation, yeah. to avoid the conversation. And I can do that for every other uh, sure. group. Yeah. I don't want people, I want people to want to have that conversation. So when yeah. you say an introduction, you know, I'm open, even if it's just somebody saying, you know, I need somebody to hop on with a Zoom like you and I are doing right now. Yeah. I don't know oh, where I to start. It. I don't know what I want to do. I don't know what I need to do. I got the right guy for you. That's correct. It's, <laughs> I love this. It's showing up to the conversation. And even there may be some apprehension, it's, it's, you, you got to take a step. It's one day at a time. And that's the whole, the whole story and journey that we're on of humanity, of relationships, of honoring honoring all people, honoring one another, and finding the gold in one another. Uh, and uh, that, I love this. I, I, this was not a plan. <laughs> Halfway through this, I'm like, well, this is, you're saying some great stuff here. I should be recording this. <laughs> and now I'm like, oh, let's just turn this into a podcast right now. Let's go, baby. Uh, <laughs> Listen, because it's so incredibly important. And, yeah. And I think when, you know, again, even when you think about the calendar invite, and what you might have envisioned as a conversation. Yeah. We, we had what we were supposed to have. Yeah. And I just think that a lot of organizations, they are equally as capable of having it. They just have to. Yeah. Sometimes they need a bit of a nudge. Some need a little more motivation than others. But I think that when we have this conversation and we repeatedly have it, yeah. we have it in context with, you know, product roadmaps or with corporate social responsibility or learning and development or supply chain or technology stack. When yeah. we have this conversation as an overlay, as an intersection of all of these other aspects of business as dividends, as shareholder reports, yeah. as board governance, we just all, to me, we're just simply saying, we have a much better organization. We have a stronger organization. I got more people enrolled in my organization. Like yeah. I know what it's like to work right here and the beauty that's within. I just think it's a much more beautiful. It's like this artwork on my, my shoulder. Yeah. This guy, um, you can't see it right now, but he actually takes old two by fours that are rickety. So like crates yeah. or pallets, yeah. he makes them up in half. He stretches leather across them and then he paints. And I don't know how he paints. He writes backwards because he's dyslexic. You can't see the handwriting in there, but anything that he writes on the painting is backwards. He's dyslexic. I have his artwork all throughout my house. I love it. I think that this conversation is like art. Mm. It's a beautiful exchange of different ideas and how we could just be so much better. And that's Ooh, why I love I'm it. willing to show up every 
single day. I'm willing to show up and I'm a fight. I get tired, but I'm a fight because I just think it's beautiful. I think the end result is beautiful. Anything you want to just add, wrap up our time here together, Torin? Yeah, no, I just appreciate it. You know, I just feel like we live in life's moment. Uh, yeah. We are always moving through such. We never know exactly what that moment is going to deliver to us. It can change just like that. And yeah. so I just feel like the invitation that you extended to me was genuine. The exchange we had was even more genuine. And the journey that we're about to go on is going to be the most of genuine. And so I'm appreciative that we reconnected, my friend. Thank you so much. I love it. I love it. To let today be the least diverse that you've ever been by the circles in your life, the voices that you welcome and receive from, the challenge that comes in, diverse thought and perspective is a journey that we're all on. And uh, I'm looking forward to growing in friendship with you, man. Um, and uh, whatever partnership looks like, whatever walking together looks like, whatever alliance looks like, I'm in. I am in two feet. Uh, thank you for being a part of my journey and uh, our journey here at Titus. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Thank you. brother. I appreciate you, man, for real.